One of those dreary, cloudy New England days. Getting slightly warmer, though. Ground still covered in snow outside the dojo. But it's all good. We're moving towards spring. Read an article yesterday that I really enjoyed. It's quite educational, and it sparked some thoughts that I had, so I was able to build off of those. The article is on EasternEuropeBJJ.com, and it's titled, Your Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Uniform is Not Called Gi or Kimono, and it's by uh, Black Belt Brandon Hetzler. Brandon goes on, he obviously is familiar with the Japanese language, and I, I had no idea that we weren't supposed to be using the word gi when describing our training uniform in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or kimono. Gi apparently is a suffix. <laughs> so <laughs> this is kind of funny, I'll get to that in a second, but we should be using the term in combined with other terms like if you did judo it would be judo gi or karate gi or jujitsu gi not just gi that's the equivalent of running around saying i need to buy an ing do you sell ings we wouldn't do that in english so i can understand what he's getting at i think it's uh it speaks to a we tend to appropriate things from other cultures, which I don't personally see as a bad thing. I think it's done right. It honors that culture and honors great things from those cultures. We should do it respectfully, though, and I am guilty of this as well, just being ignorant, obviously, of the situation. I don't know if this is going to change the world of BJJ since they title their competitions Gi and No Gi. Okay, we, we do Ed. And, and no ed. That's what we're doing today. That, that's basically uh, what it comes down to in English is if we walked around using the ed to describe what we were doing. So I think it's good to learn about these things and use proper terminology. And this is something that comes up in Chinese boxing as well. And this is the part that was on my mind lately. One style that I'm going to get into, this is the easier one and most widely known, is called Taiji Chuen. People know it in the West as Tai Chi, which uh, Taiji means supreme ultimate. And you, you don't really use it by itself. So saying Tai Chi is not really proper in the first place. But the Chuen means boxing. So Chuen means fist by itself. But when you put it in with other words like supreme ultimate it's not supreme ultimate fist it's supreme ultimate boxing and boxing in chinese has to do with a boxing system it can include kicks and elbows and knee strikes and takedowns it's not just fist strikes like we perceive uh, or like we know boxing in the west this didn't start out being called supreme ultimate boxing it started out as in the chen family they had a cannon boxing and it was or the chen family before that they just had their techniques that they used in this time period in china extremely violent time periods and if your family had any sort of wealth you would want to protect it 
and you would train your family, would know how to use fighting skills. And these fighting skills would be something that you train routinely. And in China, they happen to usually consist of punches, palm strikes, ear strikes with the palm, throws, kicks, like I said, elbows, knee strikes. Even as kids, you would be training. Think about if you were raising kids in today's world and everything around you started to collapse, you would certainly, as soon as your kids were old enough, you would want to to start teaching them martial arts in case something happened. So the same thing existed then. Later, they taught uh, Yang Luchan, who his stuff, uh, he was nicknamed Small Cotton Young because he, it would be like an iron needle inside cotton. Anytime somebody touched him, it was like empty air, but then he would hit like a ton of bricks and he would be able to have shape and be able to throw people. So he wasn't completely soft, but the outside was, and he wasn't meeting force on force, which anybody who has any sort of grappling wrestling experience Uh, knows what I'm talking about with that. When you start out, you're very much strength on strength. That's all you know. And then as you get better and better, whenever you feel that strength, you start to just recede and go somewhere else because it doesn't, it usually lends itself to more opportunities, but it takes a certain degree of training to hit that. Same with uh, striking. If you do boxing, Western boxing, when you first start, your punches are really stiff and rigid and hard, and you're like a one-punch pony. And then as you get better, you throw in combinations, you start to relax, and if your punch gets blocked or checked, you don't just try to drive it through. You go somewhere else. You throw another punch. Try to find an open door. He got this nickname, and it became Cotton Boxing. And later, it was called supreme ultimate boxing now if you look at his system and the techniques inside there's some really good stuff in there i can definitely see where it's pretty impressive what he put together he was a practical guy Uh, he was training royal guards for the ching uh court so he's he's grounded he's solid he's a good fighter respected Somebody sees his system, I could definitely see them coming along and saying, oh yeah, that's the supreme ultimate boxing. But he did not name it that. He was, wasn't that arrogant. But it gets really weird for Americans or anybody really to be calling their practice supreme ultimate boxing when the guy who founded it didn't even call it that. So we hide behind a foreign language in our ignorance we're walking around let's put this in the context of the west right in the english we are walking around saying we do the greatest grandest boxing ever that's what we're saying when we say we do tai chi or taiji twin which is really funny when you think like today's version of taiji twin isn't even fighting So I think we need to rename that and stop calling it boxing because it's not boxing at all. People do it for holistic reasons. They do it for exercise. 
it has been turned into more of a physical education, form of physical education and therapy that happened in the early 1900s. And that's perfectly okay. And if people want to do that for those reasons, they shouldn't be shunned or criticized for it. But we should really find a new name for it. We shouldn't be calling it Supreme Ultimate Boxing. You could look at like a boxer in the West doesn't walk around saying that they do the Supreme Ultimate Boxing. A jiu-jitsu practitioner doesn't say, I do Supreme Ultimate Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And this is the funny thing with fighting in martial arts is it gets, it's different than other industries, other markets. If you look at a restaurant, a restaurant can say, we have the, the Supreme Ultimate Burger. We have the greatest burger ever. And they can get away with that because maybe 80% of the people think it is the greatest burger. And then 15% are kind of ambivalent. Yeah, all right. Maybe it's, it's pretty good, but it's not the best. And then 5% all just hate it. They're disgusted by it. But it's subjective. So nobody can ever really prove whether it's the supreme ultimate burger. But with fighting, if you walk around saying, I do the supreme ultimate jujitsu. I do the supreme ultimate judo. I do the supreme ultimate wrestling. Somebody's going to call you out. Actually, not somebody. A lot of people are going to call you out. And they're going to come test it. They're going to be knocking on your door left and right, challenging you to see if you're all that. And that's the way fighting works and fighting systems. I teach Mantis boxing. I teach Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I'm not the best fighter in the world by a long shot. I like to think that I'm a pretty good fighter and I can handle myself and I teach other people to the best of my ability. But I don't put a name on my door that says I do Supreme Ultimate Praying Mantis Boxing or I do Supreme Ultimate Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu because that would be asking for some serious trouble. I might get to be the best with the number of beatings that I would take after putting, my, putting a name like that above my door, but I'm certainly not going to be that right away, nor will I be if I don't survive it. So let's bring this back to the naming. Another instance of this would be uh, Xing Yichuan. Xing Yi means mind intent boxing. And I know that's a little strange uh, for English speakers. It's, it's hard to understand. What, what do you mean, mind intent boxing? What is that? Am I boxing you with my mind? Am I, am I imagining this? And what it actually comes down to is I'm going to hit you and I'm going to hit you with my full intent and focus to knock you out. So if you think of like Mike Tyson did Xing Yi. I mean, he would go in there and knock people out. People stopped wanting to watch his fights because they would pay for them. They would go buy tickets or get pay-per-view. And he'd knock the guy out in like the first round. So they spent all this money and bam, there he goes again. He just knocked somebody out. So he did mind intent boxing. I am going to hit you. I am going to knock you out. And then he would go in there and do it. But you know what? He still didn't walk around saying that he did 
something special. He walked around. He he was Mike Tyson. And sure, he he got trapped like we all do with success and ego and all that stuff. And he talks about that. But the reality is he still said he did boxing. And he was doing boxing. He wasn't dancing around in the air doing doing stuff in slow motion and pretending to hit things. He was actually hitting things. He was hitting bags. He was hitting pads. He was getting in a ring and hitting people. So if your Chinese boxing style that you do includes no contact, no sparring, no actual training to fight, then you probably shouldn't be calling it boxing. Because the reality is, in today's day and age, Chinese martial arts have been mysteriously absent from MMA formats and arenas. We have not been representing the arts very well, and we have not been putting it out there in a fashion that our, our students and our fighters can actually get in a cage or a ring like the UFC or one championship or any of these others or what used to be pride and represent these Chinese boxing styles. They don't get in there and say, yeah, I do Supreme Ultimate Boxing. Yeah, I do Mind and Tent Boxing. Yeah, I do Praying Mantis Boxing. Yeah, I do Eagle Claw. I do Tiger Crane Boxing. No, the guys that actually get in the ring that or the cage that do any sort of Chinese martial art usually say they just say they do sanda, just free fighting. Or they say that if they're if they do have grappling experience, it's usually Shuai Jiao. So Shuai Jiao, interestingly enough, to bring it back to the the gi kimono comment, they have competitions, but they just say jacket and no jacket. They don't, they don't say ing and no ing. <laughs> we need to reassess our use of the language, and you know this speaks to a greater problem, absolutely, with Chinese boxing styles in general. I think that overall, we should just start to to revisit the naming and the use of the words, so we're using things correctly, and not misappropriating other cultures. So if you're going to say that you do supreme ultimate dance, that would be okay. You do mind intent dance, that would be okay too. But if you can't get in and you're not willing to stand up and and show like actual boxing, where where does that line up? How does that make sense? I'll leave you with those thoughts for today. Thanks for listening. Over and out.